This country was built on a distinctly American work ethic. But today, work is in trouble. We've outsourced most of our manufacturing to other countries. And with that, we sent away good jobs and diminished our capability to make things. American Giant is a clothing company that's pushing back against this tide. They make a variety of high-quality clothing and activewear, like sweatshirts, jeans, dresses, jackets, and so much more. All made right here in the USA, from growing the cotton to adding the final touches. So when you buy American Giant, you create jobs for seamsters, cutters, and factory workers in towns and cities across the United States. And it's about more than an income. Jobs bring pride, purpose. They stitch people together. If all that sounds good to you, visit American-Giant.com and get 20% off your first order when you use code STAPLE20 at checkout. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com with promo code STAPLE20. You're listening to a Countout Podcast. Welcome back to another episode of Hit the Books, the only realistic fantasy booking podcast in the universe. I am your host, Ryan Knightsey, and with me, as always, is the man of a thousand names, Mikey Manfredi. Mikey, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. Uh, I love having a thousand nicknames, and they will all never get old. No, they have not. That gimmick is living on for centuries and a decade on top of that. Oh, yeah. So, you know, I guess a couple of centuries and a decade. You know, just some extra change. Mikey, how are you doing, buddy? Uh, we're, we're here, back, uh, recording some more. Uh, uh, hit the books. Um, what, what's up with you? What's up going on in your life? What happened to you today? Well, today I went to work. However, okay. this weekend was, uh, it was War Games and Survivor Series weekend. For us. For us. <laughs> For the audience. That happened like a month ago. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. So we are recording this way early. This is what fifth episode in a row we've recorded. I didn't even, I didn't even think about that. That for uh, for us, this was Survivor Series weekend, and we just came off of Survivor Series. Like today is the the return home show to Raw, mm-hmm. where Seth turned heel. Huh. <gasps> uh. Yeah. So like it's been like several weeks since that, I guess. Um. But, you know, we're, we're catching up. We're catching up on the hit hot trends by then. Mike, if you can make some predictions for what's going to happen on tonight's SmackDown Live, or SmackDown since this episode comes out on Friday in several weeks. I think what? that the Young Bucks are going to come and make a deal with SmackDown, and, and Fox and the TNT are going to are gonna be friends, <laughs> and it's going to be AEWWE. <laughs> Oh, Mikey Manfredi, ever the friend lover. <laughs> Mikey doesn't like wrestling wars. He wants wrestling friends. No, I, I'm a fan of wrestling wars. But also, we can all be wrestling friends. Why? Listen, name, listen, name. listen, listen, listen. When the brands fight, it's cool. But as fans, we should stick together, guys. Ooh. 
love it, Mikey. Mikey, Mr. I love the world, Mr. <laughs> Mikey, top five favorite wars. Go. Top five favorite wars. Wednesday night wars. Nice. Number one. <laughs> I have no particular order. Wednesday, Number two. Wednesday night wars. Round two. <laughs> which, are, which are what? They, they haven't happened yet. Oh, uh, these are the future wars. <laughs> these are the future wars. <laughs> this is going to be AEW versus some new up-and-coming company that's that started by some outcast from AEW. <laughs> Perfect. Started by Jake Hager. <laughs> Boom. Uh, and then there's the Monday Night Wars, which are good. A classic. A classic. Now, do you mean the WCW, WWE Monday Night Wars? Or do you mean the WWE uh, TNA Monday Night Wars? both okay so that's three and four now you need one final fifth war world war Two. a classic honestly <laughs> who doesn't love the world war Two war <laughs> probably people mostly probably all the but people telling you it's a classic war you got a classic villain you know classic heroes you know got a lot of good war- call of duty games out of it which is really what yeah, me... Yeah, so we got, a lot of, of, we, got, we got a lot of great Call of Duty games out of the Wednesday Night Wars, for sure. <laughs> we, a lot of, lot of cu- content you, coming out of War too. Remember when we played Call of Duty Nitro? Remember when the zombies invaded Germany? <laughs> Remember when the zombies invaded WWE? The WCW zombies invaded WWE? Ah, a classic moment. Or the, zombie, or the zombies that kept yelling, suck it, invaded WCW. Speaking of zombies, uh, he's returning. That's right. This show opening segment, we're going to have the ECW zombie returning. Uh, uh, that's right, folks. Versus the uh, Boogeyman. God, I, we only had the Boogeyman. He's coming to get you, I heard. Um, he, I heard a little birdie told me. <laughs> a little birdie. I got a, a little, little, I op- got a note from a bird, opened it up. It was written in bird language. I don't know what that is. So I went to my old friend Google Translate. And it and I tra- typed it out, and it said that you know I assumed that it's I'm the boogeyman, I'm coming to get you. Signed the boogeyman. P.S. I'm coming to get you. P.P.S. I love birds. P.P.P.S. You like my stopwatch? And, and it was a, he did attach a JPEG, which is upsetting because it was a handwritten note. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it was he, just, stapled I had a, to, he stapled a picture of a screenshot he printed out from Google. It was like, above his, I was like, his clock. On, I was like, come on. And it was a, and the worst part about it, Mikey, a broken JPEG. That's right. Boogeyman doesn't know how to fix it. It was just a picture, but with like the light through it. Like, it was just like, come on, man. Image. You wasted ink on this. <laughs> oh, all right, all right. I believe we have a card to book. I think is, is that enough? Is that enough rambling to start the show? Is I think that enough so. stupidity to start our show? I think we, we did our rambling. Like, we did our six minutes of rambling before the show started. Like I want to start talking about more about our personal lives so that our audience falls in love with, with us, who the humans behind the mics. Okay, but here's my personal time, life. Work. At the same time, we're this fucking podcast stupid. and sleeping. <laughs> At the same time, we're fucking idiots. We're <laughs> just boring. talking about Im- just improv nothing <laughs> for hours. Ah, God. If you want improv nothing for hours, check out Pre Wizard on. <laughs> That's an inside joke for Mikey and I. <laughs> but speaking of Mikey, let's uh, let's talk, get into the show. Thank you, everyone, for listening and, and getting through that rambling. 
again we are five episodes deep in a row uh we don't necessarily do backlog this quickly but we have um anyways yeah uh, hit the books we are a realistic fancy booking podcast so what does that mean is that anyone everyone loves fancy booking but they usually come up with like individual storylines of how would you introduce the young bucks into wwe or this is how you turn how do you turn seth rollins heel or whatever you know um we were the ones that were like you know what we'll do it for real we'll we'll fancy book the whole thing so what we do every single week we book an entire episode of smackdown live all two hours all segments all the matches and we want to make it as realistic possible so we have the randomizer our one true god above us um who will uh you know add those different outcomes like injuries that could happen you know those sort of things to keep us honest so mikey with that out of the way let's get into it let's open up the show and who better to open up the show than with Sami Zayn and Cesaro? Perfect. Perfect segue. Perfect perfect opener with Cesaro. And they are going to open up the show. Zayn is going to talk about last week, about, of course, Cesaro getting the win over Kevin Owens last week. Uh, Zayn is saying that last week proved what was missing from Kevin Owens, and that is simply a friend. Uh, Owens has turned his back on every single person he's known, so much so that no one trusts him. Now, Cesaro and I, Sami Zayn saying, Cesaro and I are two of a kind. We have shared roots in NXT. We were rivals in NXT at one point, but we've both matured out of that into respectful partners because we have trust. We've built trust out of NXT, while Kevin Owens has only ignored trust. The The concept of trust doesn't cross Kevin Owens' thick skull. Owens has no body because nobody wants him. Damn. Then I want a that. video plays on the Titan Tron. It's that video of Kevin Owens at the Performance Center. What is he doing there? That's right in Orlando, Florida. Was it in Orlando? Is that where the Performance Center is? I think it is. Yes. Um, next to I don't know what real. I know so much about wrestling, but I forgot where the Performance Center is located. Kevin Owens. He's standing next to a picture of Sami Zayn the same night. Oh, was it, what was it, NXT Revolution, Mikey? Yes. Um, Saint, next to that picture of Sami Zayn, NXT Revolution, um, where he won, that night where he won the NXT title. Um, he's standing next to that picture. Owen says that he's 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 taken Sami Zayn's advice, you know, going back to his roots. That's why he's at the Performance Center. While he was here, he stumbled upon that picture. And what's ironic about that picture is that it captured the moment that Sami Zayn won the NXT title. But what it fails to capture is what happened immediately following, which was me, Kevin Owens, power bombing you into the ring apron. Then I won the NXT championship off of you 62 days later. Here's the thing, Sami. I know my roots. You seem to have forgotten ours. Whoa. Drop in the mic, Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens, fucking a baller and oh. a half, honestly. Crazy oh, boy. But let's get into it. They, you know, they leave or whatever. We cut to commercial. When we come back, we're gonna start off SmackDown Live. The Miz taking on Elias. The A-lister Miz has got some stuff to prove. He's gone winless for a little bit. He's gonna take on Elias, uh, returning to SmackDown after his win at. Survivor Series and that guitar a pole match against Aiden English. Uh, Elias is most absurdly um, coming out with his valet lady girlfriend that he stole from Aiden English. 
And, uh, you know, Elias is going to end up, Mikey, I hate to say it, Elias is going to end up winning this match. Miz, Miz's losing streak continues, uh, and Elias picks up the victory. And I hope, and I presume that that's a momentum as Elias and Miz, well, sadly for the Miz, I guess, as they head into that Intercontinental Battle Royal next week, which I don't think we've announced yet, but it's happening. But, hey, here we are. There it is. Yeah, next Next week will be a battle royal to determine the number one contender for the IC title. Big match coming up for the Christmas episode. Mm-hmm. Big big show coming up next week. Oh so yeah, stay subscribed for that, Mikey. Big win for Elias. Thoughts yeah, it is. on that? I love it. Elias got a big win, gets some momentum going into this royal, uh, battle royal, and uh, I'm excited to see where this goes. I'm excited to see who wins the number one contendership. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's keep going, buddy. Yeah, next next up, we have Sasha entering GM Page's office to talk to Page about getting a title shot from Shayna Baszler. Banks says that she's run through the rest of the women's division, including Natalia, the former champion. Page says that two weeks ago, Natalia beat her fair and square. Sasha says that that was a fluke, and any random person can get lucky once. Naomi comes in and tells Sasha that if anyone's next in line for the title, it's me. Sasha says that she could beat Naomi any day of the week with her eyes closed and to step off. Paige makes an official match next between Sasha Banks and Naomi. Which, during the match... Going straight into it. Yeah, yeah. Got that nice segue. During the match, we have Jessamyn Duke, Marina Shafir, and Shayna Baszler interrupting to beat down Naomi and Sasha. Natalia runs to the ring in hopes of providing assistance to Naomi, but gets beaten down before she could do that. Baszler and Duke and Shafir stand tall. Ooh, boy. Look at that. Interesting. Interesting that Natalia came out to sort of help Naomi a certain extent. They were on a team a couple weeks ago. That's true, but, you know, they they have feud in the past. It seems like maybe they put that feud to the side. Yeah. I think okay. so. I'm interested. I'm interested. I, I like it. I like it. I like what I like what we're seeing out of here out of these women. And it definitely makes me excited for what could potentially happen between the four of them. Oh, well, six of them, I guess. I guess we'll find out next week. Yeah. Which is are you making have you announced that match yet, Mikey? No, not till later. Oh uh, yeah. Uh what match? What match are you talking about? I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> anyway, after Duke Shafir and Baszler beat up Sasha Banks and Naomi. We cut to a segment backstage of Ember Moon and Asuka pulling their numbers for the Royal Rumble from the bingo ball wheel thing. Correct. <laughs> then the Iconics interrupt to get their numbers first. They cut into Paige's office, cut in front of them, and grab their numbers right out of uh, right out of the thing before Moon and Asuka get a chance. Peyton wishes them luck because once her and Billy are in the ring together, they are going to dominate the Rumble. So try not to get in their way. Oh boy! Big words from the Iconics here. Big words from the Iconics. Iconics have issues with the Empresses of the Night, and uh, it seems like that those issues will continue into the Royal Rumble. Oh yeah! Now that both teams have been announced officially for the Royal Rumble. That's right. Royal Rumble's the next pay-per-view, folks. We're creaking up closer and closer. The build is getting there. And I love doing the Royal Rumble last year, Mikey, so I cannot wait to do it again. Yeah, the Royal Rumble's always a fun one. 
Always a fun one. It's always just like we always we have these fun rules that we can just throw whoever in there. I can't wait to throw number people like Tatanka in here. I love that's the best part is just throwing the random people in there. For us, for us, we would throw we just threw like NXT UK guys in there. Mm-hmm. I forget who the random various superstar we put in there was. I don't even remember who it was. We definitely put in someone weird. <laughs> I feel maybe it was like Batista. I don't know. I don't remember. But anyways, Mikey, let's keep going along into this feud, or into this card, I should say. I should say, rather. And that is going to be Velveteen Dream taking on Cedric Alexander. Of course, Velveteen Dream has been feuding with the Pure ever since you know they sort of caused him to lose at Survivor Series. Uh, but he's taking on Cedric Alexander, who has recently pulled his number for the Royal Rumble, uh, but had his number switched... With Drew McIntyre, Drew McIntyre wanting a higher number in the Royal Rumble, giving Cedric Alexander number 27. So good for Cedric. Cedric, And that's funny because 27 is statistically the best number in the Royal Rumble. You're right. So 27 wins the most, has won the most in the past. Yeah, so very, very interesting. But we have a match here, Mikey. In this match, I'm going to tell you, match ends with Velveteen Dream picking up the victory and, you know, I guess somewhat friendly competition. Of course, these two have a little bit of history. And of course, in that last match at the Fatal Four Way match at Survivor Series, but mm. after the match, Daniel Bryan attacks Dream in the middle of the ring. Bryan comes out, you know, beats him down, bunch of kicks into the neck, all those sort of classic Bryan moves. Um, he's done. He's he know that this rivalry between Dream and Bryan is going to be continuing, and I guess we'll say it here, Mikey, next week, Bryan versus Dream. Ooh, big match. Big match for Christmas. Big fight Chris, feel. Chris must. Merry Christmas to us. Yeah, baby. Yeah, no. So, yeah, Dream gets the win over Cedric Alexander, but Brian attacks Dream after the match, setting up a match for next week. So, uh, I'm interested to see where that goes. Dream has been challenging the pure for a little bit and we're and it should be said audience we have been treating this christmas episode almost like a mini pay-per-view mm-hmm. right yeah is that fair is that, fair that i feel like that's how we treat all the holiday episodes just like little mini pay-per-views that's true because they're special that's true we we put a lot of care into every single one of these cards i'll be honest yeah i mean the the experiment of the show of us being writers and stuff like being the writers is like definitely learned a lot more things Mm-hmm. Maybe has it gotten you more empathy for the WWE writers, Mikey, or has it like made you realize like, oh, well, okay, then I could, you know, like, like, what have you learned from this experiment? It made me realize that I don't. I still don't have honestly. I still don't have empathy for them because clearly, <laughs> no, clearly, <laughs> clearly, all Vince wants is a bunch of yes men who just do whatever he says anyway. Ooh. Harsh but like words. I, I have empathy for the people who are actually creative with their writing and don't just do whatever Vince McMahon says. Mm-hmm. That steps um, outside the box. Yeah, like or I, like, outside I have the that. I have empathy, empathy for those people because that's it's hard. Mm-hmm. It is tough, definitely, to do. And yeah, I mean, there's also the argument that like, but there's also like it's like it's hard, but like there's also simple stuff that's easily remembered. That's like, oh yeah, these two fought and they have a little bit of history. Let's bring that into this match, you know. Yeah, this these like long term booking shows... is so easy that we do it by accident all the time. 
<laughs> Mikey, you're setting up a, a, a rivalry between a, a, a Royal Rumble pay-per-view card of us versus the writers of Raw on SmackDown and NXT, go. I guess. Survivor Series. Yeah, Survivor Series matches. Next two Survivor on Series matches. Next Survivor Series matches. Five writers from NXT, five from Raw, and five from SmackDown, and then us. There is that thing about how, like, I mean, we keep blowing our own t- horns, so maybe that's not a good thing to do, but, like, we are just two people, right? Like, there's this thing about, like, us being two people versus however many writers of all those brands. Who get paid to do this and yeah, have a get, million like, people to run their ideas by. But with us, it's just, like, us. Yeah, it's just us. We're just, like, booking We're just, it. We're just two like, goofball wrestling fans who are doing our best. Yeah, and it's, like it, like, it goes to show that, like, you don't need all those things. Like, if they just hired us... And we, because like even these promos, right? Mm-hmm. Kevin Owens, we wrote that promo. That's a good promo. I'll be honest, but like at the same time, we just give those bullet, we just give some bullet points to people, and they could just do it themselves. Is this a? Are we doing AEW stuff? <laughs> is that what we are? Is are we just AEW writers? Maybe that's the secret of the show is that we secretly work for AEW. That that's the stuff I like is like just give wrestlers the bullet points and let them do the rest because they're creative mm-hmm. enough. They know what they're doing. They should be. I mean, they had all those promo classes. That's what I'm saying. They know what they're doing. Let them do their thing. They know who, like, who knows their character better than them? Nobody. So why are you well, trying the, to? Why, I mean, well, why are people problem, trying to write for them? The counter argument to that, Mikey, is um, a, the counter argument to that is the idea that they were given characters. <laughs> okay, then let me rephrase. Who knows the characters that they want, like, the characters that they want, like, that they wanted mm-hmm. to be? Who knows them better than them? So let's let them do it. True. Like, like I feel like, like, look at John Moxley. Like, he's being who he wants to be, and look how awesome he is right now, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like, just let wrestlers be awesome. Do it. Just let them, like, if, if they are in a gimmick that they like and enjoy, just let them do their thing. Very much true. And if they're not in a gimmick they enjoy, talk to them about it. Work it out. Get them get them get them in a satisfying place. Exactly. Exactly. Uh speaking about satisfying places? No, nah, I got nothing. Nah, <laughs> I didn't have a transition there. Mikey, what's happening next? Next up we have Sasha backstage looking for Naomi and Natalia. She finds them and says Look, I know the three of us aren't exactly on the same page, but none of us are going to be able to get close to that title without taking out Shayna's cronies, Duke and Shafir. So mm-hmm. I say, next week, we put our differences aside for one night to take them out. Us versus them. We'll show them who really runs SmackDown. Naomi Oof. and Natalia look at each other, look back at Sasha, look at each other again, and they reluctantly agree to this match. So next week on the Christmas episode... We have Sasha Banks, Naomi, and Natalia versus Marina Shafir, Jessamine Duke, and Shayna Baszler. Wow. Wow. Interesting. That's that's a lot. That's that's a huge six man match next week. With yeah, it is. A lot of personality, honestly. So a lot of personality that can they all get along, I guess would be the question. It's a big question, it is. It's the big question on everybody's lips. So, yeah, big, big, big old matches coming next week. We got that six-man women's match, uh, Naomi Banks and Tally versus Baszler, Shafir, and Duke. 
We got Daniel Bryan versus Velveteen Dream. We got that battle royal to determine number one contender for the IC title. We got Kofi Kingston, Roman Reigns for the WWE Championship. Sure to have a bunch more stuff in that show. Um, I'm sure Christmas antics galore as well. Oh, well, that, maybe that last match, Mikey, just thinking about it ahead of time. Maybe that last match is going to be a, what is it, a Christmas Miracle on 34th Street fight? Yeah. Ah, but who would it be between? Hmm. That's a good question. I don't know. But uh, let's keep going, I guess, down this card. Mikey, what is up next? Next up, we have Andrade with Zelina Vega versus Keith Lee. With Keith Two Lee. people that will definitely, I would have to imagine, definitely be a part of the IC title number one contender battle royal next, right? Oh, for sure. Mm-hmm. Big, big fight feel here. Big if true. Big if true. And in this match, Keith Lee ends up picking up the victory. Ooh, a big old spirit bomb onto Andrade. Oh, yeah, I love that. Can we talk about <laughs> Can we I know we're 4 weeks late audience and by by sure time you've listened to this episode you've almost definitely listened to uh the um a review on Survivor Series. But can we just talk about Keith Lee? Yeah, what a guy. Like what a what a guy and like I'm so glad that like he's getting a little bit more of a push, you know. Can we talk about how hard he powerbombed Roman? God damn. It looked like he was going to put him through the ring. That's, oh my God. Keith Lee is like a rising star and I'm, and I can't wait. And I, I think, I don't know what to do with Keith Lee and our brand. And he got the, he, Ro- just, he got the Roman Reigns fist bump. He did. That's the ultimate, that, that's, that's, that's putting you over more than winning a title. That's true. And I don't know what's going to happen on this brand with Keith Lee, Mikey. Because I know since he's been called up in our universe, he's at the most I know about. He's won the 24-7 title. Mm-hmm. So I guess we'll see where Keith Lee can go. Um, but I guess we'll find out then, right? Yeah. But let's do it then, Mikey. Let's keep moving along to a backstage segment, backstage interview with, who's this? Apollo Cruz and Akira Tazawa. Of course, Ooh. last week... Uh, Akira Tozawa and Mustafa Ali had a match against each other, but as Ali was setting up for that 054, Apollo Cruz came out, hit Ali with a chair and the leg, disqualification of course, Akira of goes course. to the flying senton, the two of them walk out whoa this is the question on everybody's lips especially the interviewers she's asking them if they can explain their actions from last week Apollo then talks about how he and Akira have been friends for years now, traveled the globe together, even were roommates for a couple of those years. They always had each other's back, especially when they weren't getting their due back in the day. Then they both came to WWE. WWE is the pinnacle of sports entertainment, the epicenter. They came to showcase their talent that they've sculpted around the globe and have that you know, have the WWE Universe, have the world appreciate them even more for it on a bigger stage. And the WWE Universe did at first, back in NXT, back in the Cruiserweight Classic. Everyone loved them. But, you know, Apollo admits that love started to die off. Then WWE started looking past them, giving away their opportunities to others. But they kept smiling. They kept showcase, showcasing their talents. And their nation of fans became smaller 
and smaller and smaller. But you know what? We just don't care anymore about that. You know, all we know is that we still have each other's back. And Akira jumps in and says the line, one nation. Paula says, that's right, Akira. We are a nation of one now. And you can step to us. But just like WWE's management treatment of us, we'll look past you. I love it. Big. We're getting getting some attention with Apollo Crews and Akira Tozawa starting their own uh, little little faction here. I love it. Mm-hmm. One nation. I like Apollo the Crews I- and Akira Tozawa. I like the idea of it starting off with two of them and then like them like recruiting people, like all the overlooked people, and just becoming bigger and bigger and just being like this big thing called One Nation. Mm-hmm. So if you could pitch to me, almost like the almost like very like Bullet Club esque. Yeah. Uh, uh, if you could pitch to me, yeah, I, I'm all about factions here on, on our show. Oh, we we obviously are. Look at our, we have OC, we have the Pure, we have the New Day, we have the New Day. Like we love factions; they're great. We we're not going to confirm any of this, Mikey. But if you could pitch to me two more additions, a man and a woman, to add to One Nation, who would that be? Off the top of your head, woman, Nikki Cross. Oh, interesting. Interesting. That's not bad. And another male to join them? Eric Young Young would be very interesting, especially with the Eric Young and Kira Tozawa connection. Yes, but, like, if if it's later down the line and, like, that feud is, like, over, then I'm sure they can look past their differences, you know? Mm -hmm. I would pick Rowan. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. Maybe Rowan. Maybe. Cesaro Rowan's might be a better fit. But he's busy. <laughs> and maybe... Oh, because it could be a face that we would turn heel. Maybe maybe R-Truth, because he's not doing anything. <laughs> I was going to say R-Truth or Heat Slater, but we would need to change their characters a little bit first. Yeah. There's no real good guy that I can look out to to really be a, a, a seal the deal for me here. But woman, Nikki Cross is not bad. You can maybe say, yeah, Nikki Cross might be the best. Who knows? Maybe Natalia? No, not Natalia. Get her out of here. Hmm. Um, okay, yeah. I like the I like the idea. One Nation has formed, and those people leading it, Apollo Crews and Akira Tozawa. Oh, yeah. Let's move on into the main event. The main event this week the New Day, WWE Champion Kofi Kingston and Xavier Woods and Big E versus Roman Reigns, the number one contender for that said title, the WWE Championship, and the Street Profits. Ooh, big match here. I love this. Of course, the Street Profits helped Keith Lee pick up a big win last week over the OC. Now they're moving on and helping out Roman, I guess, uh, to take on the New Day. Okay, okay. But yeah, so a lot of back and forth, a lot of good stuff. Really, we're showcasing the Street Profits in this match. But sadly, Mikey, this match will end in a no contest. And you want to know why, Mikey? Why is that, Ryan? Because during the match, the Pure come out to attack everyone. We're talking Daniel Bryan. We're talking Scott Dawson. We're talking Dash Wilder. We're talking Drewy Gooks. Drewy Gooks, baby. The Gook Miser himself. The Gook Miser. The rival, you know, Don't they're putting the street profits on commentary. They Mave delts over here. Look at my delts. delts, baby. The revival pick up the street profits 
and both and put both of them through the commentary booths, you know, and whatnot. Brian pulls out some handcuffs and handcuffs Xavier Woods and Big E to the ropes while Gulak is beating down the WWE champion Kofi Kingston. Whoa. Of course, Roman Reigns off being hurt somewhere else. Yeah. You know, doing Roman things, being hurt. Doing Roman stuff. Brian, of course, after getting the handcuffs in on Woods and E, uh, he puts Kofi into a heel hook while Gulak grabs the mic. And guess what, Mikey? It's happening. Gulak tells Kofi that he is cashing in his opportunity. And to confirm it, Mikey, he is going to add himself to the WWE Championship match next week. Whoa! Which makes it that next week's Christmas match, Christmas match, (laughs) next week's show, Christmas episode, is going to be, for the WWE Championship, a triple threat, Roman Reigns, Kofi Kingston, and Drew Gulak. Drewy Gooks, baby. Then, he's all feeling all better now, Roman attacks Gulak and fights off the pure to, uh, I guess, technically save Kofi Kingston. You know, save Kofi Kingston. Save the, the... Well, it's too late for the Prophets, Street Prophets. But save Kofi Kingston. Save the New Day a little bit. Yeah. Which, good on Roman. I mean, Roman was called out last week for not saving, you know, saving Kevin Owens. That's that's huge. But, of course, he's, you know, who knows? So, uh, very interesting. Very interesting dilemma that's 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 arriving out of these... History and Mikey, I think there's another point about uh, patting ourselves on the back is just long-term booking angles. It's just like, you know, we, we're building this thing around Roman as well, where he's now helping Kofi Kingston, but he's helping Kofi Kingston against a enemy that is Drewy Gooks. Drewy Gooks, the big enemy on campus. Yeah, Drewy Gooks is definitely a future star, and he is going to cash in that opportunity for a match next week, a triple threat match next week. Mikey, I am super excited yeah what a card we have here yeah i i think this is a great card i think it's another great card of the books and of course a lot of the show is us patting ourselves on the back but you know i will be honest i think when we book a bad card or we'll be honest like we've been honest before in the past where we're like we look back and like maybe we shouldn't have done that maybe not the whole pete dunn thing eh, maybe not a great idea hindsight wise yeah, maybe like we we know when we made mistakes. Yeah, maybe hurt Pete Dunne a little bit. That the IC title there for a while <laughs> after WrestleMania till now, mm, pretty bad. <laughs> is, Listen, is, we'll admit it. <laughs> nothing really happened in the IC title picture for a little bit. Uh, we, we had a cool we story. Know when the, we messed up. We know. We had some cool stuff happening in the U.S. title picture before WrestleMania. Then after WrestleMania, the draft eh, took a little bit of nothing to get to get nowhere. Um, you know, it takes a bit. It, it, it takes a bit to come up with. It's interesting coming up with good storylines to feed us into all of this is tough. But honestly, I, I really, I, I'll be honest. I, as a fan, I'm really interested into all of these storylines that we have building over the Me past too. couple weeks, and I'm legit excited to see where we go because mikey and i know this we have gold goal posts but those goal posts are ever changing plus like if we have the gold posts right mikey yeah we have like our uh 
Well, I think we called it our uh, our javelin that we threw, and then we have to like somehow get to that javelin that we planted. Yeah, we. It's like we're in we're in a corn maze, and we're gonna and we threw a javelin to the exit. So, like you know, we just like a robot a robot right next to us. This is a weird metaphor. Stay with me. So we're in a corn maze. <laughs> so we're in a corn maze. Uh, and there's a robot next to us. He's great at throwing javelins. He picks up a javelin, maybe a whole husk of corn. I don't know. So here's how I picture it instead of this wild corn no, maze robot metaphor. let me finish metaphor. my metaphor before you simplify it. So there's a robot that's great at throwing javelins. He's Olympian, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Um, so he's picking up a javelin, and he throws it to the entrance or exit of the corn maze. But we only know what direction that javelin's going and knows of course that it's landing but we don't know how to get there so we have to get through the corn maze based on just knowing that we have to go that direction so th- that's that's my analogy and my metaphor so if you hate it subscribe to the show and leave five stars to talk about it because we won't talk about your hatred of it unless you leave a five stars in, in that review mikey what do you have to say about it? my metaphors do you, you have something what? better you know what ryan it's perfect. <laughs> no, come at me. You came up with something, a metaphor. You just, how do you picture it? Ryan, you're so high and mighty. Ryan, it's great. No, I no, no. You're not backing out of this one. I know you're, what you're trying to do here. You're trying to back out of it now. You need to give me a metaphor. We're not moving. This podcast so, is not moving okay. on until you come up with a metaphor. <laughs> so you throw the javelin. It's like a regular, like like picture like an Olympic javelin throwing field, or whatever they're called. You, you throw it and you're like all right now i gotta go over there and i gotta go get that javelin but while you're walking over there like a pit opens up in front of you and you're like oh shit now i gotta get around this and then you're going and you're like oh no swinging axes <laughs> now i gotta get past these it's like on your way there a bunch of shit happens and you gotta get through it and you gotta figure out how you're gonna get through these obstacles to make the to get to that point that was my I think my I think my analogy was better. <laughs> sure. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you vote? Tweet at us whose analogy was better. Hashtag wargaming. <laughs> War games. <laughs> this is that that ref- that's hella outdated by now. Nah, it was worth it. It was worth it. Uh but yes, Mikey, uh that's it for this card. We booked another successful card of SmackDown Live. But we cannot leave. Until we take the road down memory lane, uh, down the painful highway that is the randomizer. Yeah. Talk about it every week. Mikey, what is the randomizer? The randomizer is, we're pretty sure a god. We're fairly certain. If you've listened to the review of Survivor Series, we're pretty sure it's a god. We're like 90% sure it's a god. Because, listen, we, we did our Survivor Series pay-per-view a week before the actual Survivor Series. And somehow we ended up getting the exact same score as the real Survivor Series. 4-2-1 to two to one NXT SmackDown Raw. So, I'm not saying we're psychics, but we're psychics. I think we're gods, if Because anything. we've predicted a lot of... St- listen, this isn't the only time this has happened to us. It's not. That's what the scary thing about it is. <laughs> we have a lot of evidence to back this up. But we'll, we talk about this. We'll, we'll talk about this way more in our review of Survivor Series if it's yes. not already out. Yes. But uh, Mikey, 
Besides its god, we definitely are going to talk about Slash. Have already talked about it. (laughs) What does the randomizer do? The randomizer keeps us in check, basically. Doesn't let us go too crazy with our booking. Keeps us in check with injuries, heel turns, controversial endings, happy endings, all kinds of stuff. Mm -hmm. And then Mm -hmm. every week we roll it to appease it to appease its (laughs) bloodlust. Yeah, and this, is we, all tr- this is all facts, folks. And we let it keep us in check. And this week, Ryan, I rolled a minor injury. Oh, Mikey the Bloodlust. The Mikey the Bloodlust. It was your turn to roll, and you rolled. You satiated the Bloodlust of the Randomizer. The what randomizer, is the minor injury call? The Randomizer The randomizer wants blood today. Fuck. So we have to roll a D, whatever, based on how many superstars there are in this card. To see who gets hurt, and then we roll a D four minus one to see how what how long they're out. Okay, so I I, I counted up. That's fourteen wrestlers who wrestled. Mm-hmm. Are we counting Duke Shafir and Baszler at all? Um. No. Yeah. Uh, are we counting? Well, you don't have a D14. Well, I mean, I meant for the D4. Oh, for the D4. Oh, yeah, it is a minor injury, so it's only that a D4. Exists. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Uh, so, so we're not doing Duke and Shafir and Baszler. The one with the D&D podcast. Um, how dare you. Uh, are we counting the pure? No. Yeah, I was like, we didn't count Duke and Shafir and Baszler, so. Okay. So we got, I'll roll a D14. Have you, do you have your... You, you We're know including Sandy Zayn, though, because his feelings might be hurt after Kevin Owens burned him. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking got his, him. His emotions might have a minor injury. Now, what's terrifying about this, Mikey, is what? Right? It's They the missed a Christmas that... episode and possibly Royal Rumble. Yeah, because... Oh, well, what's the minor injury? It's a D4 minus one, right? Yeah. So that's, at best, three, which would be next week... One, two, no, three. At, which at, actually, at be... best, at best, it's zero. Oh yeah, at worst, it's three weeks. Which actually, yeah. they would be back in time for the Royal Rumble. Oh yeah, they just make it. They just make it. So that's you know we're okay. So we're able to walk away from this. Uh, I have rolled a D fourteen, okay. and the answer is two. So uh, I'm not going to count Sami Zayn, but that would mean the Miz is one, Elias is two. Honestly, I'll take it. I'll take it. The I'll randomizer, it. the randomizer can have it have its bloodlust on this one. I hate to say it, but sure, Elias, go. <laughs> Just sure. I mean, we we didn't have you. I brought hey, you back for a match, and then his guitar and music. Okay. Well, let me uh, let me roll that D four for you. Um, rolling that D four. What do we get here? Oh my God! Google has like if you type in roll a D four on Google, it like legit has a whole graphic about it. Does um, it? Yeah. Uh, Interesting. Yeah, but I got a two on this roll D four. Whoa. Wait, can you add modifiers too? Oh my god. That's this neat. Change the game you, of you D&D. Could, you, could, you could just use Google for your whole dice set. They're all here. Wait, there's a metronome? There's a color picker? Meditate? Spinner? Go to, click on that drop down, Mikey. Hold I on. Know, Everyone full stop it. on this podcast. Full stop. Full stop on how long this person, how long Elias is injured. Google's got a lot of cool features. Wait, it does a spinner with twenty numbers. Wild. 
Wait, can we do? Can we enter own numbers? Hold on. What? Fidget? What is fidget? A fidget spinner? Yeah, baby. Yeah. This is awesome. Okay. Anyways, Mikey, we're gonna focus. I got a D four. The answer was awesome. a two. Two minus one. I got real distracted by the Google. Um, two <laughs> minus one is spinner. one. So that means Elias uh, is missing is our Christmas episode. Yeah, Elias is just missing our Christmas episode, so he's injured for one week. Um, which is which sort of sucks because I was going to have him. Uh, my plans, of course, my plans, our plans, um, was to have him in the icy title battle royal. Yeah, but you know that spot's gone now. So Elias, need to find a replacement. That's all. Yep, it's fine. It's a battle royal, so who the cares? Yeah. Um. But yeah, um, yeah. If you go to, do I would I type in? Yeah, if you type in fidget spinner on Google, you can just the, the spinner will pop up, and then you just hit the fidget button, and then you just hit the spinner, hit spin to fidget. <laughs> I'm and glad we're back on this. It's pretty great, honestly, and I did not realize it. Like this existed. If this had thirty numbers for the spinner, Mikey, we can just do the actual Royal Rumble wheel. Isn't that wild? But we can't. <laughs> well, I guess we could if we just found a new spinner online somewhere. But that's not as cool. No, you're as right. Native Google stuff. So really distracted in this <laughs> this finale, this finale of the show, Mikey. But uh, yeah, Elias is injured for a week. He misses the Christmas episodes. So good on him. He gets to be hurt for a little bit with a minor injury, but he is able to take Christmas off. So good for him. There we I go. Guess. Elias gets to be home with his family on Christmas. Yeah, so good for him. Where the monsters? Where the monsters making people work? Mm-hmm. Are working? They're working. They're not working Christmas. No, no. Christmas isn't Christmas on a Wednesday this year. I, I want to say. <laughs> I want to say Christmas is on a Wednesday. Google, give me a calendar. I'm sure you have that. Give me a give me a Google spinner. Oh, Christmas Day is on a Wednesday. Christmas Eve is the twenty fourth on Tuesday. Cool. So yeah. So uh, yeah, Friday, Monday, we're all good here. Yeah, we're aces. Nobody's working on Christmas in WWE. Nice. Ooh, nice. AEW though. No, they. I know they already have a pre-taped one for that. They're gonna have one. They said. I'm pretty sure. Is that the Jericho Cruise one? I don't know, but I'm pre- I'm pretty sure there was confirmed going to be a pre-taped dynamite for christmas or something like that or they're just taking a week off i don't remember i'm gonna look up their live events but that's a that's a topic for another day we're here talking about smackdown mikey and we're finished and we did the randomizer mikey so we're out of this one in and out baby in and out easy peasy yeah i love everybody for sticking around uh if you want to stay longer we would love for you to subscribe we would quickly and lovelyly appreciate it if you subscribe to this podcast feed of your choice so that you can get more episodes like this uh, and better. Um, if you think if you think our program's good, leave a five star or more review um, on the iTunes app, so that way more people can find it. It legitimately helps uh, if you leaving a review, even if it's just like uh, uh, a nickname about Mikey or you're shit tagging me or something. If it's five stars, people will help find it better. So if you like the show but like want to dunk on us. We'll read it out. I mean, five-star reviews, we'll read it out. So do that. 
We would greatly appreciate it. Oh, so yeah, go do sure. that. Go dunk on me and give praise to Mikey. Um, follow us on Twitter at HitTheBooksPod. You can also subscribe to our YouTube channel. Mikey, uh, any final thoughts? Any final words for our um, people at home? Well, according to AEW's website, there will be no live show on Christmas Day, December 25th. Okay, so there it is. There we go. Um, and you should start sending us match suggestions for Mikey's Indy 500 coming in 2020, where I'll be watching 500 indie matches and doing a review of about 9 or 10 a week. Um, it'll be on your podcast feeds. Wasn't it five a week? No, it's nine or ten. Because if I do five hundred in three hundred sixty-five days, but it's a week. Oh, yeah. So it's if, not three hundred sixty-five days, but five hundred per week. Yeah, For fifty-two weeks. Never yeah, never, never mind. Nine, nine or ten days. You're right. Nine, nine or ten a week. Yeah, because it's fifty-two weeks in a year. Five hundred. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. It's about five hundred and twenty whatever if i do 10 you know so yes, you were saying <laughs> yeah I so that, that'll thoughts. either you be saying, on sir. your podcast feeds um that'll definitely be on your podcast feeds and possibly in video form Ooh, a, a new tease coming out of here i'm i'm thinking about it <laughs> Ooh, mikey with the tease because i feel here. like i feel like it'd be much harder to just review a match and review spots and stuff if it was only audio Mm-hmm. We'll talk That's about fair. it more later. <laughs> That's fair. I'm liking it. I'm liking it. Well, I love it, Mikey. I think I love it. If yeah. you're so, then yeah. If you're a uh... oh, use the hashtag HTB500 to do that. Yeah, HTB500. Or no, it will shout out. If you're an independent wrestler or know an independent wrestler, or want you know want to get your match reviewed or on a bigger stage of the internet, uh, send those in. Ha- hashtag HTB500. Mm-hmm. For you sure, know, we, we're, we're we know a couple of independent wrestlers. So if they, you know, I'm surely um, they'll they they'll ask us. They'll ask you. They hard, I believe they already have Mikey, right? Yes, definitely. There there's definitely been some some people reaching out to me. Yeah, there there are people reaching out already about saying like, hey, review review my match, you know, because get those eyes. Get the, it's then we can sing the praises of those people or call them shit. <laughs> well, I mean, not me. Whatever I feel like, it's gonna be you. <laughs> if it, hey, if it's a shit match, be honest. What are you, Ryan Satin? Anyways, <laughs> uh, I keep myself funny by God. I need to stay off Twitter. <laughs> I need to tweet more, but also stay off Twitter. <laughs> God, it's, gonna it's, be a it's the it's day. the cycle of I need to tweet more, but also I don't want to be on Twitter all the time. Yeah, it, it's a problem when uh, wrestling Twitter is like a little vile sometimes, but at the same time, that's fair. But at the same time, the only way to like have like anyone know about the show, having social media, is Twitter. We could have a Facebook, but I mean, whatever. Hey, we give a Facebook fan group. They'll they'll have me and you and probably our parents on. Dude, our parents are big wrestling. No, they're not. <laughs> no, they're not. Maybe we'll have an episode where we just talk. Maybe we should have an AMA episode. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just like we'll ask questions. Screw screw this. Ask screw... us. We'll send in your questions. Ask us anything. Hashtag wargaming. Wargames. If you have any questions, just hashtag wargame. Anyway, let's end the sh- fucking episode. This episode has been like nutso but so false reality world. Yeah. I don't know what I'm talking about anymore. I think it's just the fact... Like, last week's episode was a little sleepy because we did four in a row. 
And I think now that we did five in a row, I think I passed sleepiness and like just have gone cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. Yeah. So this Not is right. what she wanted, folks. This is Look what she wanted out of us. Look at us now. God. We're shells of our former selves, handcuffed to microphones. Oh, Jesus, Mikey. <laughs> Pretty dark. <laughs> Anyways. Um, sorry. That was too much. <laughs> we're going to end this on a happy note. So give me give me your top five flavors of ice cream. Top five flavors of ice cream? Yes. Okay. So. K for ketchup. That's number one. With a bullet. <laughs> I'm not doing this in any particular order. Okay. Mint chocolate chip. Love it. Chocolate peanut butter. Love it. Uh, but I, it needs to have like peanut butter, like like chunks of peanut butter in it. There's like this one place that does it. There's like this one place that's like right by me. It's very local. It used to be called Ice Cream Palace, but the name changed. And I don't remember what they changed it to. Ice Cream Prison. <laughs> uh, and they they do their chocolate peanut butter, and they have like big like frozen like peanut butter chunks in it, and it's just really really good. Mm-hmm. Um. So mint chocolate, chip, chocolate peanut butter, chocolate period. Chocolate is just bomb. Mm-hmm. Um, coffee ice cream is very good. Highly I'll take under- word for it. Highly underrated. I don't need ice cream all that much, honestly. So this is like tough. And I'm gonna go with there's this another local place called Ralph's Italian Ices. It's oh, you're going Italian ice though? No, 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 no. They they do cream ice, which is basically just ice cream. It's like <laughs> it's like Italian ice, but cream instead of water. Like, there's water ices and there's cream ices. Okay, I'll take your word for it. I'm not doing water. I'm not doing the water ices. I'm doing the cream ices. They have chocolate fudge brownie. Okay. It's chocolate with chunks of fudge brownie in it. Anyway, your turn. Five favorite flavors of ice cream. What? Oh, you're throwing this on me? This of is for. This is for. This is answer. All... They, they, can't, they can't just have my answers. All This is for all the true bookheads that have stuck around to the show this, this long. At this point, got to stick around for an extra five minutes of nothing. So, my favorite ice cream flavors, Mikey, is this gonna be a tough one because I only eat, I think, three ice creams. So yeah. we got no particular order: chocolate, vanilla, orange sherbet. Oh, you know, I was gonna say orange sherbet, but I, I, I thought it was towing the line. <laughs> you thought I was gonna get you're gonna get flack from the Sherbert ice cream community. I thought it was toeing the line. I didn't know. I didn't. I, I thought that somebody. I thought that was gonna be like that one guy. He'd be like Sherbert's not ice cream. It's Sherbert. Yeah, I, I don't give a crap. Fight me. <laughs> I'm a heel. No, uh, I love. No, I love Sherbert. Fucking I'm talking me. about the Sherbert ice cream <laughs> communities that are at us. Oh, Sherbert's great. Um, what's your favorite ice cream? Hashtag wargaming. We should end the show, shouldn't Hashtag we? Hashtag wargaming. <laughs> Should we talk about what's happening in actual wrestling in some of these things? Do that by leaving a review. I don't know. I'm out of it. Like, yeah, I think you, I need 10 hours of leaving a review with hashtag Wargaming. I spent the past three and a half hours watching Survivor Series, and it was subpar. Anyways. Isn't that every WWE pay-per-view? You spend three hours of your life watching it just to be disappointed. God. If you haven't heard our Survivor Series review, I don't know what you're doing with your life. Anyways, we're done. Mikey, let's get out of here. Let's wrap up the show. Mikey, final words for the audience. Uh, go check out the rest of our stuff. Uh, we love you guys. Leave a review. Do your thing. 
Uh, tell us what you think of the show. And, yeah, let's wrap it up. Okay, well, then that's it for, for everyone. I'm Ryan. That's Mikey Man Freddy for Mikey Man Freddy. We've got two words for you. Book it.